0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy.
1: Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes!
0: number two, Oilers now, brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas. Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Just before we went to break, orders game day trivia for Pro-Am, sports fan cave, fan gear, specialists for all budgets. Uh, the winner this month gets the autographed seat back uh, from Northlands Coliseum that's you get put into a draw for that signed by 12 legendary Oilers including Grant Fier and Mark Messi and more check out Sports.ca or visit 12728 St. Albert Trail in Edmonton the question uh, so we've got uh, Zach Whitecloud from Bemidji uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights who was the former Oiler uh, right shot defenseman best guy you could ever meet never had a bad day in the NHL currently playing for Colorado the American Hockey League the correct answer was Brad Hunt and congratulations to Fraser for getting that one uh, right you're in the draw Fraser all right um guests and orders now receive gift cards to Japanese Village now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the census. Visit jvedmonton.ca You can keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Our orders now injury report brought to you all season long by Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang of James H. Brown injury lawyers. It's this simple, 250 plus years of experience. They're the best that gets you the best results. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Orders, catch a break tonight. No she, Theodore, or Alec Martinez on defense. Uh, Theodore an LTIR with an upper body injury. Uh, Martinez day-to-day with a lower body issue. Out with a lower body injury for Edmonton is Dylan Holloway. Let's get to our Oilers Now headliner. It is Golden Knights General Manager Kelly McCrimmon. Oilers Now headliner brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Will Hawk today. W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Kelly, the first thing we need to do is congratulate you as General Manager and one of the architects of the Vegas Golden Knights Stanley Cup Championship team. It's been an amazing journey with uh, immediate results for your club. But four years, you guys were fairly far down the road in the playoffs. Just a thought on, you know, what was
1: accomplished and uh, and how it culminated with the Stanley Cup championship last year. Well, it was a pretty amazing feeling. Uh, certainly, you work in the game a long time, and when uh, you get that opportunity to be a Stanley Cup champion, it's uh, so much more uh, than you might have envisioned. Right? For me, everything about it has been. Uh, You know, just uh, uh, such good memories, you know, seeing how happy your players are, the joy on their faces, you know, your opportunity to, you know, uh, have a day with the Stanley Cup, um, you know, the ring ceremony, the banner raising, all those things are, uh, you know, we just were at the at the White House uh, two weeks ago, so for uh, a farm kid from uh, Plenty, Saskatchewan, some of that stuff is uh, is pretty surreal, and uh, you know, as you say, it, uh, it was a process that uh, took place over a number of years, we uh, tried to build our team uh, so it could be a champion, I think bringing Bruce Cassidy in last year was really uh, that uh, that you know, added that last piece that we needed to uh, to bring it to fruition. Um, you know, it's interesting. I look at what you guys
0: have accomplished and how you've done it, and I look at I bet at Tampa with Julian Breesbaugh as well, and I would describe you as relentless and ruthless, and I say that with thorough admiration because it is a tough business, and you've got to make hard decisions sometimes that always aren't the most popular along the way. is it fair to say the Vegas Golden
1: Knights are working every day to improve their hockey team? Yeah, I sure think that's how we've approached it. I've got a ton of respect for Julian uh, and what they've done in Tampa. Um, It it is a really hard business. And when you go through a period of time because of the pandemic where the the salary cap is flat and you have RFAs just in your own organization that have earned more money, uh, that money has to come from somewhere. When you want to bring in an Alex Petrangelo because we really felt that the year we were in the bubble here in Edmonton uh, in 2020 for the playoffs that, you know, that differentiated us from the team that eventually won in in, uh, in Tampa when they've got Victor Hedman uh, on their blue line. So we, you know, made some hard decisions to make uh, that move happen. Uh, you know, the next year we went to the, I guess it was called the semifinals. It was effectively the conference finals. With, we were in the final four playing Montreal. And, uh, you know, we just felt that we needed that number one center. And that was where... Uh, you know, the that was the motivation behind uh, the Jack Eichel trade, and certainly as last year played out, and the fact that we uh, did end up winning, uh, it was those kind of decisions that really uh, I thought were necessary if we wanted to be a champion, and that's our that's our goal. That's what uh, our owner Bill Foley wants. That's how uh, you know I've said in interviews before. This isn't you know Bill coming down on George McPhee and I saying we we've got to do this. Uh, George and I are very driven to win, and I think our players uh, really appreciate that. Uh, and and again when it works out it's a pretty special feeling. We're joined
0: by Vegas general manager Kelly McCrum and Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now and you know Kelly uh, the University of Alberta under Claire Drake was playing zone defense in the early 1970s. Boston and Vegas play the best zone in the league and Boston kept zone that was there with Bruce Cassidy before. I look at the type of defense you have the style of defense that you play, and then combine it with the Sean Burke factor, and we discussed this before the interview started. Sean and John Stevens were hired on the same day, June 28th of 2022. He's the goalie whisperer. His track record's unbelievable. You look at Przgalov and Mike Smith and resuscitating Devin Dubnik and even, you know, jump-starting the careers last year of Aiden Hill and Laurent Persuol. What is it specifically about what he does? And And, again, you guys have good structure and process in your game. But wherever he goes, there's results and goal.
1: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th Yeah, I think it's a collective. You've uh You've touched on most of it. Uh, Bruce's teams do play uh, good defense. I would add uh, to it uh, our strength up the middle. We have a big defense, which uh, which is important for how Bruce wants to play. But you know, Eichel, Stevenson, Carlson, and uh, Nicholas Waugh as our four centers because they have a lot of responsibilities in a defensive zone system like this. And you know, Bobby Lowe, who is <coughs> runs our amateur uh, scouting coach for me for nine years in Brandon, and he always said it's not what you do, it's how you do it. And and I think there's some teams. That have tried to uh, to play, uh, you know, similar. Everybody copycats uh, the champion. I think there's some teams that have tried to do that, but it's uh, it, it takes it takes a lot of reps, it takes a lot of experience, and it takes uh, the right makeup of a team. With respect to Sean. Um, uh, you know what a challenge he had last year. We were healthy until the All Star break, and and effectively had a two man uh, tandem: Logan Thompson, Aiden Hill. Logan had probably won uh, the starting job. was selected as uh, the All Star goalie for uh, the Pacific Division. We got to the came out of the All Star break, and and ended up using five goalies the balance of the year. So, um, you know, even you know the work Sean did with a Jonathan Quick, who's a you know a future Hall of Famer. His game is uh, you know is, uh, is not going to change a lot at this point in his career but I think Sean uh, you know helped him uh, be a little bit better uh, than he than he had been so that was important for our team uh, Aiden Hill came into game three in this building and you know was uh, was fantastic so the system is good it does make the game predictable for the goaltenders but I, I don't want to sell our goaltenders short they've played extremely well you know Aiden Hill was uh, a big big part of us uh, becoming a championship uh, team and Jerry Johansson benefited with a two-year <coughs> extension for Aiden Hill as well.
0: Uh, Kelly, you, you look at it, and, and by the way, your team state percentage is first in the league today, in the National Hockey League, so you got a great one-two punch going uh, right now, and to think that Logan Thompson came out of Brock. Again, another Brandon guy. Now, that said, uh, 10 WHL players. Is this a byproduct of you going to, you know, a league that, like, there's two things that Bear Bryant used to say at Alabama. Number one, he said the best coach is a coach that walks off the bus with the best players. I don't necessarily buy that, but he was a humble man. And the other thing that he used to say is know your own backyard the best, and you can't lose the recruiting battles in your backyard. And, when, you know, you came from the Western Hockey League. You guys have 10 WHL players you now, and, and some of them are in support roles. Yep. But is there something to the players
1: that you found, or did it just work out that way? I think we had good history on some of these players. When uh, you know you look at a Chandler Stevenson, uh, Chandler was drafted by Washington, so that's George McPhee. Chandler played uh, up the highway in Regina, so uh, you know I coached against him for uh, four years, knew the player inside and out. Our pro staff picked him up, and Hershey had time for his game. Young player that needed a change. We had the you know the combination of all of that uh, experience and knowing the player that that we took a bet on him. He's become a really good uh, NHL player. Uh, you know, Brett Howden was another uh, player that we would have known really well. Played in Moose Jaw, Manitoba kid. Uh, you know, he was uh, you know in need of a change, which sometimes young players are. He's been a real effective player most of the time with uh, Stevenson and Stone. Mark Stone was, uh, was easy. I knew him. He played uh, with Brandon for four years. You know, Bobby Lowe's, Bruno Campesi, Aaron Janelle uh, are all really experienced uh, scouts with, uh, you know, a great knowledge uh, of the WHL so I think that plays into it but again it's no different than when I was in Brandon we wanted to know the Manitoba kids the best you're not going to get them all but you need to know them and, and uh, I think that you know we've been fortunate with Canadians period uh, I think we had 18 or 19 on uh, last year's team so uh, you know I like the DNA I like the makeup of the kids uh, from the west and uh, we've had good success with them. It's interesting what you did because
0: you had the three number ones in the first uh, year that you came as part of some of the you know you guys maximize the return in the expansion draft I think that's given but you haven't been afraid to use those picks or other picks as draft capital and take a look at the deal that you made to get Eichel where you you know you gave up Alex Tuck, a former number one, and then Peyton Krebs who, I mean, both guys are going to, you know, certainly Tuck's a legitimate first-line player and uh, Krebs will be a middle six forward, but is there something to that? About, you know, we heard a little bit, we, we talked about Julian Breezebaw and last year when he made the Janot trade he talked about, you know, the picks rounds two and beyond. By the time they pan out, you're like, if, if they pan out. Is, do you think teams are looking at picks differently? In, in the past, it was always you, you've got to draft and develop. And you two guys do do a good job de- draft, you know, developing some of your second, third, fourth rounders. You get an impact there. But is there something to be said for that? You can get immediate help right away and capitalize and monetize on
1: those picks. Well, I think that it's... Uh, <coughs> You know, I I always feel you manage the team in front of you. And when I went to Vegas, when George McPhee went to Vegas, you know, we envisioned uh, a slow build uh, built around uh, drafting, developing, patience, and it would be, you know, four or five years before we uh, even had a possibility to be a playoff team. So all of that changed in year one. And yet, at the end of year one, we went to the Stanley Cup Finals, everybody was excited about uh, the winning, it really changed the calculus of where we wanted to go as an organization. But George and I also felt that our team wasn't good enough to be a contender the way it was uh, constructed at that time. It was, uh, you know, year one for me, and I've I've told the story many times, um, you know, 25 guys uh, pushed to the curb, Uh, really uh, an attitude of something to prove, complete buy-in to Gerard Gallant, uh and our coaching staff work ethic was off the charts and it almost uh, when you when you tied it all all together it was almost like a psychological thing where uh, the team just was there, there's never been a team greater than the sum of its parts than that team and yet one of the, the things I've always felt uh, in hockey that's that's a, a real challenge for managers is being objective about your team because there's days that you can overrate your team and there's that you can underrate your team and that ability to have the clarity and the vision of what you really are and where you're going, uh, I think is critical because it's not just as simple as uh, deciding we'll trade our draft choices. If your team's not in that position or you don't trade them uh, in the right situations, it doesn't help you. You just use up draft capital that hurts your organization down the line. I think what Julian speaks to is, you know, Tampa is a champion, have won twice. They want to, you know, continue to try to feed that nucleus that they have that are known winners, and that's sort of how we felt. When we looked at what our team needed to look like to be a champion, uh, we talked about Petrangelo, which was a free agent deal, but we had to make some moves to accommodate the, the contract. Yeah. But then with Eichel, you know, we gave up a great deal to Buffalo, and I think it's a deal that works out real well for Buffalo. And I also know we're not Stanley Cup champions if we don't trade for Jack Eichel. So you know, that's a trade for me. Uh, you know, when you make trades for me, it's not always <clears throat> it's not always about. You know, trying to win a trade. Generally, you're trying to solve problems. So that the other team benefits, uh, I don't think, is the worst thing. In fact, probably over time it's a good thing when uh, when both teams benefit. So that's kind of been the thought process to, to some of the moves that we've made. You coached in the Western League against Chris Novak.
0: Uh, he won a WHL title back in uh, 2011. Maybe a team that not everybody... You've got One of those players is with you right now. It's Braden McNabb. He was unbelievable that year in the playoffs. Uh, what do you recall? I mean, did you know that he was on the rise when you are coaching against
1: well, he just always won, so that's uh, that's good in this business. And uh, yeah, he's uh, I think a real good person, uh, you know, an intelligent uh, guy. Really uh, admired his work uh, in Kootenay. He was in PA as an assistant coach before that. I know they liked him, uh, liked him there. And uh, probably um, he just gets his work done and gets his teams to play well. He's not a um, you know, you look at some of the coaches in the National Hockey League that tells guy to tell guys like you stories all day. He's not that guy. Uh, he's just a good, uh, good hockey man and a good coach, and, and I think we will uh, get the most out of his team. And one final one for you. We got to circle back to last year in the playoffs, and it was two
0: two, and you guys, you know, got three quick ones on the Oilers in the se- seven minutes. I mean, all four teams you played were were tough to beat but how when you think back to last year's Stanley Cup run how close was the series between Edmonton and Vegas in your opinion
1: it was incredibly close, and the games were never over because of their ability to score. And uh, you mentioned that game five, we get the three goals in the second period, then we get the Colasar Major, and and the power play for Edmonton had been lethal. Uh, I think if I remember right, they scored uh, twice on it, and, and we felt we'd done a pretty good job. Uh, yeah. You know, So it was uh, a really close series. It could have gone uh, either way uh, To Uh, Really good teams and and a series where there was stretches where Edmonton had all the momentum. There were stretches where we had all the momentum. Uh, You need uh, people to... Uh, Sees the big moments and I thought uh, you know Marshall so in particular uh, in that series did that I thought Carlson's uh, two-way play was uh, really important Eichel we've uh, talked about but I think really um, where I, I thought it benefited our team I think was our depth we uh, we played four line six defense uh, throughout that was the, that was how our team was built that was how we uh, looked when we played our best game and I thought that really uh, really helped us over the course of the series. Kelly we appreciate you giving us time thanks for joining us on the letters now my pleasure bob anytime
0: That is Vegas Golden Knights General Manager Kelly McCrimmon joining us in Oilers now. Mitch Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Extremely good interview. Lots of good info to read into and learn. Well, thank you for that Mitch. Do want to mention Royal Pizza Pizza Pass, and so much more. I think he's referring to how open Kelly was in that interview. Royal Pizza Pizza Pass, is so much more. Edmonton owned and operated 50 plus years. You can get a $10 bonus for every $50 gift card purchased until December the 31st. Visit royalpizza.ca with a star for recommendation. is the Mediterranean Chicken and 5:22. 5:22. Back with uh, this day in Oilers history when we return in Oilers now. Let's go to this day in Oilers history for New West travel. We sold out Nashville. We've sold out Montreal. The next Oilers now road trip to be announced shortly. We're going to go back to 1988. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, it was uh, a bit of a a Mac-T Tuesday, you might say. Craig McTavish, a goal and three assists. Uh, Jimmy Carson scored a pair as well. The Oilers with a 7-4 victory over the Nordiques at the Quebec Coliseum. I'm trying to remember if that was the year that uh, Dave Brown flattened uh, Tony Twist a couple times in Quebec City might have been. All right. Uh, anyhow, here's the deal. Reed Wilkins has the face-off show coming up at 5:35 after a Global News weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. Tomorrow I'll be flying to Winnipeg. Brendan Escott will host the show, and our guests will include for Abe's Door Service, Elliot Friedman, NHL Insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling, and to talk about the teddy bear toss at the Evans and Oil Kings on Friday, Kevin Radomski. Again, Global News weather traffic update up next, and then we'll drop the puck on the City Ford face-off show when we return. Back at you at 6.05.